film. This is the show where we uh, seek to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common, and you don't have to enjoy just one or the other, so we will take our movie of the week and pair it with something artier or trashier. Hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the very least, are entertained. I am one of your hosts, I am Nick, and with me, as always, is the Reba McIntyre to my mouthful of subterranean snakes. Aaron is here. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hello. <laughs> Those are the same. Yes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 to you as well. <laughs> I wish I knew any Reba McIntyre songs so that I could do fun lines on it, but uh, let's pretend I did that. I will pretend that. Thank you. Wow, I'm wow. impressed with your knowledge of Reba McIntyre songs. I know. It was that easy all along. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, enjoying our current summery thunderstorm, incredibly hot, make you want to implode weather it's good are you enjoying it so happy love it so much it feels like a cauldron outside i don't is that the best you know what i mean yeah that's the new slogan for ontario is welcome to the cauldron (laughs) (laughs) but you have to do it guns and roses yes very much i can't hit those notes so i will not be performing this for you today but we were singing the day man song off of mike uh and now i want to sing it some more i'm not going to do it though he's wearing the tights and he's ready to go in any moment already so far off the rails but what we're talking about today has reba mcintyre on it so that was that's true and it has to do with like nature fucking with you i guess really forcing the the segue here i'm going to make this yeah sorry please take it away we are talking about 1990s tremors welcome to perfection nevada in perfection they say there's nothing new under the sun but under the ground But where do they come from? I vote for outer space. No way these are local boys. That's how they get you. They're under the ground. And such a 1990s movie it is. Yes, very much. It has that wonderful, like, no one expected a budget from <laughs> from monster movies at this time yeah. feel to it, yeah. uh, which I love. It really works in its favor. It's this weird, like, the type of movie that's gone today where, like, it's not an indie movie. It's very much not an indie movie. It's just got, like, studio no. support and all yeah, that. It's yeah. got, like, a bit of a studio budget, but, like, they didn't want to yeah. pay for anything. Yeah. So it's, like, it doesn't have, like, money money. Yeah. But it's good. It's got money. It's good. The money went to the right places, I suppose, is maybe the, you mm. know... This feels like the kind of movie where maybe the some of the cast members were like, it's fine, just like cut my salary in half. Like, you know, maybe Kevin mm. Bacon was like, put it towards the effects instead of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Put another snake in that thing's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the end, just barfing snakes up. A snake barfing snakes. The perfect movie. <laughs> it really is. So let's talk about who's in here then. This is directed by Ron Underwood. Uh, The screenplay is by Brent Maddock and S.S. Wilson, who I read those. I was like, oh, that's familiar. That's the one of the writing teams on Wild Wild West that we oh, talked about in Wild Wild West episode. Yes, okay. Yeah. They wrote like Short Circuit. And that, that, oh, nice. So they, okay, okay. Pretty like exactly mid-tier Hollywood guys. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Just like churn out a, a respectable product, yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. And of course, we've got the aforementioned Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. the amazing uh, Fred Ward. Yes. Uh, gone too soon. Right. Uh, Finn Carter, Michael Gross, and of course, Reba McIntyre. Yes. 
<laughs> importantly. It, very importantly. Uh, music was by Ernst Troost originally, but then he got kind of booted and Robert Folk came in and did the music. Oh, okay. And it's not folk music. It's folks music. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> no, this is important because all of Ernst Troost's music was like, Root to toot toot toot. Oh, was it? And they were like, no, this is far too Absolutely silly. Absolutely not. So all the symphonic-y sounding stuff in here is from Robert Folk. There you go. Okay. So he definitely came in and was like, I just want to be clear about what <laughs> get you're getting by hiring a guy with my name. <laughs> just to be clear. It will be okay. very different from, I just, Ernst Troost is Trust. a great name. It I is. Like I can't tell if it's terrifically German or terrifically like Southern... Uh, twang mm. American. Troost. Yeah. Or Troost. <laughs> Troost. <laughs> Are there umlauts that tends to... Don't see them, but they eh. could be hiding. <laughs> There's always a umlaut when you least expect it. It is, the, the score is very funny for like, it's got that, you know, dramatic uh, orchestral yeah. pieces to it, but then it really does have the root and tootin' like bits to it. Which... I think the root and tootin' is still Troost stuff, so like that it's not sense. completely wiped out, but yeah. originally scored. It was all gonna be the root and tootin'. just that. I almost, I kind of want that. I want to see that. I, I want to know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I like the mix. The mix is good. Yes. it's a, Well, it kind of speaks to the whole genre we're dealing with here, which... Do you, well, Truth let's say. jump into the abstracty talk. Sure. I consider this to be a Western. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I love how hard it was for you to finish that sentence. I do as well. Yeah. We are in accord. Great. <laughs> We're in a Honda Accord. <laughs> We're in one Honda Accord. Um, I feel like the Westernist bits about it, obviously, like it's, you know, set in the Southwest, you know, the desert. It's in that locale, but mm. it also has that element of, like, suddenly the town is under siege and you need to protect yourself using, like, just your wits. Yep. Yeah, so it, in in no other sense is it a Western <laughs> other than, like, look how capable these Southern folks are, you know? I do think you could, like, the, the stretch I like to make is, like, oh, the this is, you know, perfection's this tiny town that's dying and being oh, sure, subsumed sure. by, yeah. you know, the little monsters that can represent modernity? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe? Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right. I keep forgetting all the... See, this is the thing. It's just such a, like, a funny, silly movie that mm. I'm like, yes, the town's name is Perfection. And what, 12 people live 14. there? 14. Population sorry, 14. that's right. <laughs> and so it is obviously a setup for, like, yeah, this town sucks <laughs> ass. Like, that's that's the whole joke. And the movie opens with them being like, I'm moving away. Yeah. I can't take this fucking town anymore. Going to the big city. Yeah. Bixby. <laughs> Which is, I have to assume, is a, it's supposed to be very funny, because yeah. it's very funny to me to have that. <laughs> I don't know like, where that is, but yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a town that we have never heard of, because it's presumably too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, in that, yeah, I'm, I'm coming around, fully a Western for like, yes. yeah, you did it. I did it. Podcast over. <laughs> the the town, they had like such high hopes, and then like, no, it just sucks to live here. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all. The only interesting thing is, uh, I didn't mention Victor Wong's in this, I love Victor Wong. Mm. Uh, he's got his like convenience store and oddities <laughs> like, <laughs> yes and the rest i guess you'd have to right That's... gotta do something <laughs> yep those tiny towns were like the post office is also the bar you know? yeah it's based on like a real town uh mm. that has like that does it's i think to this date doesn't have uh like you can't get cell reception there and there's only landlines and there's no internet still right right like, very very much 
this like valued in place. Good for yeah. them. All right. But uh, yeah, let's let's run through some of the stuff that happens. You, like you said, we meet our 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 heroes, Val and <laughs> Question Earl, mark. Yeah. <laughs> who just give each other shit, do odd jobs, and want to move to Bixby. Just doing dumb redneck shit. <laughs> Spraying each other with septic hoses. <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's like if everybody knows somebody like this. I know. Oh, hello, hello. Somebody dropped something upstairs. <laughs> I know a lot of people like this, where most of their activities are just drinking in a parking lot mm. and like, you know, trying to beat their buddies at at like baggerboard. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just this where you're like they're just you know genial dudes, yeah. but they don't have a lot going on <laughs> and i'm sorry to have to say this but i feel like that is a very you're very albertan mm, maybe it is state yep. of play yeah <laughs> uh in my growing up it was more like you hang out in a parking lot and throw things at each other <laughs> sure yeah so that's... <laughs> it's also a very time-honored it's, tradition for... it's not so far off of what these guys are doing so yeah what am i talking about yeah yeah it's just the setting is different we know these dudes yeah yeah <laughs> I grew up as one of these dudes. Yeah. Like, what I'm saying. Except I have no real skills, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't even aim a septicose. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's like an out-of-control fire hose. Oh, God. Yum, 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 yum. No, thank you. But they, yep, they just do odd jobs, and they can move the one, like, construction equipment uh, cat loader. What, like, it's a tractor? What do you call just that? Just a thing? cat, yeah. Cat, yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, the spraying with septic hoses is the final straw, which it would be with me. That would That's... be enough for me to just, like, I never want to see Leave anybody yeah. <laughs> around ever again. I'm done. I'm just walking into the hills. Yep. That's it for me. Uh, so they drive off to Bixby, but they see uh, a friend of theirs up an electrical tower. So they stop to try and get him down, but he died. <gasps> and the state of, state of death? Cause of death is uh, what we like to call dehydration, which is a rough one, Mm -hmm. which is such a, like, I I will probably go into big, like, yeah, I love the setup and these creatures and all this stuff later, but all the, all the, um, lead up to the monsters appearing like this is like, that's just really fucking weird. Yep. What, what (laughs) else can you say? But it's so internally consistent too. Once you look back, you're like, oh, (laughs) I, I do love the, the lead up because there's always stuff that goes... I mean, that's the, the foundation of any good monster movie, right? Yeah. It's like, this could be normal. I hope it's normal. Like, <laughs> you are never able to fully understand everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. So you just, la, 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 hope this is okay. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's the good monster movies from the... It's not even bad, but just like wholly ununique monster movies. Sure. Where it's like, oh, this is intriguing enough to be like, ooh, I wonder, even though I know I'm coming to see a movie called Tremors, and it's about... You've seen the poster. Yep. Yep. Uh, You're like, ooh, how did that happen? How are all all our heroes There is still an interesting element. Like, okay, well, I think I understand. Let's let's see if that uh, unrolls later in the movie. Mm -hmm. I like it. And it does. (gasps) Spoiler. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, yeah, our dudes still just want to get out of town, so they make a second attempt to get to Bixby, and on the way, they come across a farm where all of the goats are dead, and their farmer friend, whose name I forget, is not there. Yeah. Which I think that's the first, like, leading up to the farmer's death is, like, the first active kill we see, like, POV monster shots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. We don't, we don't have any context for what happened to their buddy in the, on the electrical Mm -hmm. pole. It's just, like, what's he doing up there? Yeah. And then, yes. Farmer Reducey. Anytime, dude, anytime the animals are freaking out, 
get the fuck out of there. Just, I don't think it, I think a good rule of thumb, get to higher ground. Like yeah. either it's a flood or it's, a, you know, maybe earthquakes. That's not good for earthquakes. I don't know. <laughs> just, just fuck out of there. It's I never going like to harm you. It's tricky though, because how often do goats just get mad and like. <laughs> okay, maybe goats are not a good example because they are little hellions, but yes, <laughs> that's fair. Oh, little hellions. That Aww. just sounds like a cool gang name. <laughs> What you used to call Newsies or whatever. An all-goat revival of Newsies. <laughs> Check out these kids. Uh-huh. Uh, moving right along. Oh my the, God. We have the great reveal of, the, like, oh, we can't find the yes. farmer. They take off the hat. It's just his head down yeah. there. It's great. <laughs> the hat's lying on the ground and you, bah! his head's under it. The first of many amazing Fred Ward reaction shots. Yes. He's so fun to watch. It was. He's a very, like... He's the straight man in this, clearly, mm. you know? Yeah, he's the wiser, older, yeah. less bullshit guy. Yeah. Yeah. So him just being like, what is happening? What the fuck? In this movie is very good. So, uh, obviously, that's fucked up. So they drive back to town again. Uh, and they saw some utility workers and they uh, on the way working on, like, the power lines and phone lines or whatever. And like, hey, there's a serial killer on the loose. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. If you hear somebody shouting that, you don't just keep... Doing your job, do you? You definitely think it's a prank. I would oh, think yeah, it's a okay. prank. This is also the, like, if you're a, a dude out there doing, you know, construction work or whatever, mm. you are you don't want to be seen to be rattled. And oh, they, that's they, fair. they'd have that kind of dynamic, those two workers, of like, do you think he was serious? Mm-hmm. No. Do, do you? <laughs> like, no, okay, we're going to be fine, right? <laughs> and then POV monster kill. <laughs> <laughs> We have our, like, I feel like it's the first big meeting of the townspeople. Yeah. <laughs> start coming together. Uh, and so they're like, okay, we're going to go call the police. And they encounter the uh, cave-in, or not cave-in, avalanche from uh, the utility workers getting killed. And oh no, right. the one run out of town is blocked. <gasps> oh no. Oh no. Uh, we have the monster we know, they don't know, mm. grabs onto the axle of, of uh, Val and... Uh, Earl's oh, car. Yes, that's right. They rip it off, and this is all just to wind up back in town and be like, hey, check out this fucked up thing on your axle. <laughs> yeah. I like that bit too because it just turns into Val and Earl being like, dude, what the fuck? You can't drive properly. I am driving properly. I swear to God. <laughs> like, needling each other. Yep. Cute. It is very cute. And I, like, maybe it's because I saw this so much. Like, just on cable or, like, so much later than the marketing push. Sure. But I know you see that snake head, and I I know I felt, like, watching this the first time, like, oh, the monster is an underground snake. Like, sure, yeah. That's the full monster. Okay, there it is. Yes, yeah, no, and totally, like, yeah. Oh, nope. I also, I saw this very late in life. Is that the right <laughs> phrase? I'm elderly. <laughs> well, I saw got, it, like, like two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I I saw it, yeah, just a few years ago, and I was like, oh, okay, all right, that's that's the monster. Yeah, so I had the exact same reaction of, like, ah, our monster reveal. <laughs> it's good. It's layers. You get you get bits of it at a time, quite literally. Yeah, and like an onion, it, they stink. That's ah. a big thing that they bring up, just, like, they smell really bad. And I, yes. There's, like, a fine line to walk here where, like, that comes of nothing. It's just... No, no. They just smell bad. They just smell bad. It's, just it's not a, for the plot or anything. Yeah, but it just fleshes out them as a, as a like, ooh, this is like an organic ass thing. Yes. And yeah, that. there's there's a real, like, in the desert, you'd think maybe, you know, like, very rocks, very arid, mm. sandy, like, maybe it wouldn't stink. Like, almost, you know, you're thinking of a lizard or a reptile mm. or something that's, that's not, you know, squishy. 
not not this thing. It is disgusting. But also there's that element of like, yeah, you ripped part of its insides out. You don't know that yet, but this is an inside. An entrail. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's an outtrail. Uh, the, um, here's an insane question I want to ask you. Do you sure. think, and this is so specific, but I just want to know what you, your thoughts are. Okay. Do you think it stinks on, from the inside or from the outside? Like, do you think it's, <laughs> it's skin that stinks or when it opens its mouth, you're like, oh God, it smells like a graveyard here. <laughs> oh, I think definitely when it opens its mouth, it's got to just have like insane, just terrible breath, right? <laughs> but I feel like on the outside too, because mm. it, there's just... I don't know. You can only be in the dirt for so long before, but it moves quite quickly. Maybe like mm. my my thing is maybe it has little acids in its skin that help it ah. kind of degrade the the soil a little nice. bit. Okay, that's that what good. I'm thinking. Because I definitely think about it like the lizard, like you just mentioned, where it's yeah. like absolutely no anything on the outside. Yeah, like you sure. don't smell anything, but as soon as it opens its mouth, you're like, oh, there's no. weird chemical stuff happening inside of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a digestive pool in there. Blech. I love, I do love this bit for like it has nothing to do with the plot. It's not like later on they smell it coming or anything. Yeah, because that's just, what I kind of expected. Like, oh yeah. no, they're just so goddamn they're big. There's no gross. way you can miss. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. And it just like it just adds a little element of good monster design. I'm mm. like, yeah, this thing smells terrible. Like mm. another sense to assault. <laughs> it's an oh, affront. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, but with the the road out, our dudes are like, okay, we're gonna ride horses to the next town. Which is fair. Yep. It's, I guess, the only thing you can do. Uh, but they want to stop off and say to the doctor who was working on his house, right. uh, hey, don't. Don't. <laughs> stop it. Uh, but they get there too late, as we saw the night before. The monsters kill them, including burying a station wagon, which is yeah. a really cool... That's a really... the. I feel like in horror movies or anything, there's always a bit of a, like, ooh, how good are the kills? And this is a real <laughs> solid one. There are some neat kills, yeah. for sure, yeah. I find this, this the doctor and his wife kill very upsetting. Mm. Or, you know, I mean, it's fine. But yeah. <laughs> they're not real. But it is a, quite a, a intense, like a, not graphic one exactly, but it really focuses in on, like, I would... You can shoot me before I would be buried alive. Not not my cup of tea. Okay. Thank you. Just FYI. Very good. Um, so this is a very like, oh no, you're being like dragged under the earth. Yeah. It's it's a real like, yeah, it's a kill. It's like, yeah, if quicksand was slow. Yeah. It's like... Fast? Fast. No, but quicksand would like... It's all wet. This is dry quicksand. It's... I thought quicksand was slow. I thought that was slow, the whole idea. But it's called quicksand. <laughs> oh yeah. What the fuck? Wait a second. Yeah. This is a this is a topic for another time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna find you ever named quicksand and kill them. <laughs> um, but yes. Duck and his wife are dead. Yep. But this is a I I like this for Part of the reason I always love the smaller budget movies is always like, ooh, the creative solutions yes. to, to problems. Because yeah. they were, the plan was we will shoot really like close up in depth the car getting buried. Sure, sure. In its entirety. But uh, they couldn't make it work because that's impossible. You can't do that. Yeah. So the, the, somebody on set when they're like, it's a night shoot. They're sitting out there like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, oh, yeah. we can't How just do we show what happens? Cut away and then be like, they died. Like, yeah. I, guess, I guess you could, but it's not as interesting so somebody is like why well we got flashlights let's just 
flash them up in the air from a distance and that'll as imply. If, as if they're the headlights, yeah. yeah. I remember that shot. That's really good. You kind of, yeah, it's a, a farther shot and it's at night and the headlights are just, the headlights are pointing straight up yeah. and then they just go dead. It's such a cool, it's yeah, it's such a, so many unique solutions to big issues in the desert. And it does sort of have that same element from the beginning where the guy's up the the electrical pole of like, what exactly happened here? Like you did you don't see it happening. So there is still the question mark in your mind of like, how big are these things exactly? Yeah. Do they work together? I What's going on? I thought it was on? a little snake. Yeah. <laughs> and also the it really like the the shitty monster movies are the things of like well just run away and then the monster can't get you. Right. This is what this feels much more like. Well, I don't know what the solution would actually be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't run exactly. And like, you think like oh they're little snakes. She'll hop in the car. She's safe. Like oh okay that doesn't work. So what's nope. the next? Thing? Yeah, what's the next step yeah. up that I could be doing? Uh, not much. No, no, as no. it turns out. <laughs> uh, uh, I do again that you know creativity being a necessity on mm. a lower budget shoot, but like. Val and Earl are out there and they can't find the duck and their and his wife and like you can hear the radio of the car playing oh, yeah, from under so the ground. Yeah. And they start brushing away and it's just the grill that yeah. they unearth, right? It clearly the whole car is not there, but it gives you that like, holy fuck, the whole car gets sucked <laughs> under the air. It's very good. I you've said it before, I'll say it again. Just just take away like ten percent of the budget on mm. a horror movie yes. and, and like some real creativity. Flies. shine through yeah not being the one whose money is being taken away i'm comfortable saying that should be the rule well the rule should be take 10 percent of the budget away give it to me <laughs> sure full stop yeah yeah okay me. oh great <laughs> give me the money <laughs> i'm robbing you <laughs> yeah uh, well so doc's out of the picture our buddies hop on their horses and ride off and here they get attacked for the first time after their horses throw them yeah uh, see always trust the animals yep they and, are there to save their own skins the, i love the like the really blunt force death of this creature that we're about to get of like <laughs> they jump into the aqueduct and it just full force right into a concrete it's wall so funny looney tunes ass way to yes. die <laughs> They had time to paint a tunnel on the the wall of the aqueduct first. But it's it's a real like, ah, we have some advantage. Okay, we're sense we've we've established one weakness. They concrete. can't apparently tell what concrete is. And But it's our first big view of the whole ass thing. And they big. This they was so like, big. Yeah, watching it for the first time, I still remember like it be, I I can't. I know there's an analog for this, but where where you're like, I can't tell how this is so much bigger than I expected it to be, and now I can't tell what the dimensions would be. Okay. Like you'd already decided, oh, it's a snake thing. I know what a snake looks sure, like. Sure. It's just a big snake. I can I can conceptualize that, but can't do it in this one. And I feel like the the follow up scenes of them digging it out to be like, and here's where it ends. Yeah. Is so important for like really making. <laughs> Totally. It makes sense. Yeah. No, one of, the, one of the things you're totally right, this, this, this movie does so well, is give you a sense of the scale. Yeah. And it does that very cleverly where, like, at first, you know, kind of the first victim you see, he just dies on his own. There's no hint of what did it to him. Yeah. Could have been a guy with a chainsaw standing <laughs> at the bottom of the pool. But then you get this, like, oh, the goats, like, it, mm. it sucked a guy underground or, like, killed some goats, which is, like, you know... It, Oh, I guess you don't even really know that the guy is underground because his head is just there, right? Oh, that's true. Um, but it kills goats. Like, okay, that's like slightly bit like that's it killed a bunch of goats. Yeah. Okay. 
And then the thing chomped onto the back of the car, like, and oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So there's like, there's a sense of its strength. And then it turns out, oh my God, that's not even the whole picture at all. Like there's four of those living inside. And they do, they do this like gradual reveal mm. of what it can do. But then you get like, oh, and here's what it's weak to. It doesn't know there's concrete there. You can, you know, <laughs> blood force trauma will kill it. And, and that kind of thing. It does a really good job of yeah. like making you aware of what the monster is and the scale of the problem and like yeah it's really good it's such a cool like the monster design is so cool i'm just saying cool so much it's just so cool uh it, like really unique compared to so much like mm. i don't know what like you could say like you know sandworms are a big thing generally yeah. in science sure. fiction stuff so like obviously taking a little bit of of uh, inspiration from that, but like it really does feel like its own creature to my knowledge. I don't know anything else that it matches up with. It feels like it definitely evolved in the desert. Yeah. Like it's, I. It can get a little much when the movie insists on, or the show or whatever, insists mm. on sitting you down and being like, look, it's logical that this creature exists here because look at its adaptations and mm. look at this, that, the other thing. They give you like two pieces of that, yeah. and that's it. And then you just see it yeah. doing those things in action and what it can do to people and buildings. And you're like, like, great, I accept that. We ultimately learned that that like they sense vibrations and that's what makes them come. Of course, there's your sandworm tie-in. Yep. Uh, but like the implication of all the early kills is that the big big mama, like the, the mother base of the, the graboid, stays underground and the snake just pops up. So like... You're That's conserving true. all of your energy. Mm. It's such a cool evolutionary thing yeah. of like This is what I mean. Like it's it's internally consistent of like they don't have to sit you down and explain what's what the monster is and what it can do, because you've already seen that in action and those are all yeah. perfectly they're not magic tricks. They're not, you know, like oh, special abilities. It's just a creature that lives in sand. There and in go. like nutrient starved areas like yeah. the desert or like say the bottom of the ocean or something like that. Bigger animals always, like, all predators always evolve to be bigger because it better takes less energy to actually hunt and all of that. That's oh, why... Oh, is that so? Yeah, that's why, like, deep-sea sharks are so goddamn big. Oh. And all that stuff. Because they don't need to, like, boot up their metabolism to do stuff. It's just right. like, okay, They're I'll just, just there. reach out and grab a thing and consume <laughs> I'll it. just open my mouth and swim. And you can also take in a lot more at one time when you're bigger. True, true, And then you true, just true. work that off like a camel or something like that. <laughs> There's a lot of biodomes yeah. happening in this analogy. But I love that they don't even bother to get into that, even though no. it's correct. Yeah. It's, yeah. Great. They design the monster to do it. They don't have to say, and here is how it will do this. Yeah. You've just seen it happening, and, and it makes sense. One thing I'm going to mention uh, just about how this got put together at the end, uh, the like, the writers came up with the creature first and then wrote a plot around it. Nice, and nice, And you can nice. tell that it's yes, like, oh, totally. this is so fleshed out as a real biological thing. Yeah. Cool. You actually feel like you're being hunted by an animal instead yeah. of, or like that they are being hunted mm -hmm. by an animal. Instead of just like, oh, it's a, we don't know, magic! <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah, it's just a real good creature. And good coming stuff. in to see the creature is, I haven't mentioned her yet, but Rhonda LeBeck is here. Mm -hmm. She uh, is a college student conducting seismology tests, so... Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Well, this is where they, they do that sort of thing, right? Just yep. like not a lot of human activity around to mess with your readings to yep. get a good baseline. <laughs> we get to see some seismographs, which is fun <laughs> science being done. Uh, 
but they the three of them get trapped on boulders in the middle of the desert being hunted by what she says there's four more of them out there right uh, based on her readings yeah. yes they get trapped on these rocks and they we see lots of the like okay how long will they wait for an entire day for instance all that possibly three days if someone's <laughs> going to die of dehydration <laughs> yes uh i and we see i don't think they give it a name do they the the like the monster that's there with them is the one who had the snake head pulled off by Val's car. Oh. Who's like, I just think of the big mama. Sure, sure. Uh, the, the patriarch, our matriarch yeah. of... <laughs> the mothership of worms. Yeah, is there with them. And they learn to pole vault to escape, which is... I enjoy these shots for just being... Here's where you get your truest score of just like goofy yeah. ass music of them <laughs> pole vaulting around. It's so clever. It's so cute. I love it. <laughs> Uh, they return to the town, and Victor Wong comes up with the name Graboid. Victor Wong. <laughs> I love that if he's in your movie, it's going to be like a camp good time. Yes. Yeah. A great marker for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say about the um, the the pole vaulting. I feel like yeah. a lot of monster movies or like disaster movies or whatever try and and paint the people in them as like very serious and like mm. all right, they're snapping into action and like. Eh, not so like if something is happening to you that has never happened to you before like you're gonna do some goofy shit to try and get away with it like pole vaulting is not a dignified or serious way to escape this situation but they're like yeah that's what you got to do in this instance sorry <laughs> i just like that i like that it's not afraid to keep them goofy yeah. you know it doesn't jolt into like serious mode all of a sudden yeah it makes like i know that it's a comedy movie but it does yeah. make them feel like more human totally that way yeah, yeah. Someone's going to come up with a stupid idea that, like, happens to work, and, you know? I like that. Anyway, please continue. Victor Wong. Victor Wong. Great. Uh, I will also say I wouldn't have the upper body strength to pull vault, I don't think, so Oh my god, no, so hard. And, like... You get little splinters in your hands. I know, they all... They must... Do they have gloves? Oh. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so I guess, that yeah, this is where the big town siege basically happens. Mm, they get yes. trapped there. You know, you want to know my theory is that the mama is so pissed about getting one of its tongues, teeth ripped out, <laughs> that <laughs> it follows them to the town and is like, I'm going to get that back. Oh, yeah, actually, I wouldn't. Because they smell bad, right? It can smell. <laughs> I don't know if it can smell, but... <laughs> You'd think to smell water or something. Yeah, maybe that, could, and that's yeah. a pretty standard desert uh, yeah. adaptation. Yeah. There you go. Uh, smell minerals. Yeah, that feels like a good, you can apply malevolence to it if you want, yeah. but it also feels very biologically regular. Sure. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. Duck if. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that this is the episode we're doing after Jaws, because that describes a lot of <laughs> Jaws stuff, too. Well, this really is a, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> we all know where this came from. <laughs> Thank you. I haven't talked about the survivalists much yet. Uh, <laughs> Bert and Heather. Yeah. We see them in their compound for the first time here. This shit hits a little bit different Ugh. now, maybe, but like very much a, a part of rural American life for sure, where yeah. it's like just in case, like just in case what. But this is the this is why I like it in this movie. Yes. Is. I know you haven't seen any of the rest of the Tremors franchise that I will talk about in a bit, which is oh. so much. Uh, <laughs> but the survivalists in this are painted as, look at everything they did, and they were not prepared. <laughs> they still died, yeah. <laughs> because you can't... Yeah, because yeah. it does not work. It's basically the shorthand of this. The, uh, the, way, the reason that I like it is is sort of that, but it is also this like, oh, they had the upper hand for a little bit, but do you think that's why they were stuck? Like, <laughs> the, the, a thing that... 
I should never, ever ha- come to pass ever. Like, mm-hmm. the most unlikely thing in the world is the only thing they were really prepared for instead yeah. of any of the stuff they were actually worried about. Yeah. It's like, I don't think it would actually work for any of the stuff you're genuinely worried about. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just and, and it is just sort of a, okay, well, sure, if you're under siege, this is a good... Like a good place to live, and you've got. Sure. But what if literally anything else? <laughs> then you're fucked. Like yeah. you can't eat bullets. So you <laughs> well, you can't can. eat one bullet. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, the survivalists. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they unload what I assume is ninety percent of their ammunition into a graboid, and we're down to three graboids. Woo! Woo! Don't they have to get, like, an elephant gun involved yeah. and Which, load it with explosive ones? They're apparently... I didn't realize that they're, they're so rare that they had to go to, like, a private collector and be oh, like, the hey, elephant gun? can we borrow your big <laughs> elephant gun? Oh, so that's real? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. I love that we have a special gun for murdering elephants. Yeah. That's neat of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sigh. Anyway. <laughs> Elephants will come after you, so yeah. Yeah, that's true. And they're, they're right to do it. So two down, two graboids down, two to go. And the other two graboids are sieging the town. And I love all the town stuff. I love a good siege moment. Yeah. The shitty kid is being shitty and he gets stuck on his own. I hate that kid. I know he's in, he's in like one absolutely terrible like 80s fantasy uh, movie. Yeah, it's a, like he's medieval. supposed to be a wizard or something. Uh, yeah, an apprentice I, to a wizard. I can't remember the movie, and I don't know what is. I just remember wanting to punch him in the fucking face the entire <laughs> time, a very, and so it really carries over. <laughs> very punchable face, <laughs> and he, yeah, and he sucks. <laughs> There's that too. Uh, Respect to that kid. Yeah, you're doing it. Sorry, you got <laughs> doing pigeonholed. the work. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody gets on their roofs, and we all try and just wait it out. I guess is yeah. the idea. But, uh, nope, the Raboid's too strong. Gonna break your houses. They're uh, smart. They keep learning. Like, okay, yeah. well, there's nobody left on the ground. That must mean that maybe if I shake the tree, they'll come, you know? <laughs> well, they can sense the vibrate. This is yes, like, if right. you're making vibrations on top of a structure, it'll vibrate through that structure to the ground. So, of yeah. course, they'll get them. You still, they still gotcha. Yeah. I do, I do enjoy a siege where, like, they have to keep developing techniques yeah. to stay ahead of the, the problem. Yeah. yeah. Which is, and they do. We got, they do. Uh, we eventually come to, let's get the bulldozer, the big cat. And, yeah, you know. I, I enjoy that they had this buildup of like, okay, if it's up to, you know, if, if we do nothing, we'll die of dehydration. We've seen yeah. that happen. Yeah. If we go down there, we'll get sucked under because they can eat a car. Like they're, they're the rare monster slash horror slash disaster movie where the characters learn from previous deaths. Everybody's learning. I know. I love it. Everyone's like, the monster's learning. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is learning. I love this for them. So it's not infuriating to watch in the same way as yeah. like other kind of trashy horror movies are. And I feel like trashy horror movies, the what the complaint always is, oh, the pacing is really bad. And mm. this is what I think it means is like, oh, I just feel stuck and nothing is goddamn happening yeah, because everything's so progressing. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> We're not learning or growing or getting past anything. No, no. Yeah. Whereas this movie just flashes by because it's just like, okay, next thing, next yeah. thing. Just keep, okay, desperation A healthy growing. pace. Yes, totally. <laughs> And so, uh, I love, so the plan of like, we'll send the tractor out, Kevin Bacon will run and it is, it's every, you're trying your best. You can't foresee that the tractor will flip and yeah. then they'll come after Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And, uh, the, the tractor is a distraction. Yeah. It makes bigger 
vibrations than Kevin, than Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's but, just science. Yes, it is. And all the... It's great. I love all the puppet creature work in this is so good. All the snakes <laughs> nipping at his heels as yeah. he's trying to stay still. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I really it it's got obviously they're puppets, but mm. they are they do have the little personality, you know, of good puppetry. Yeah, watching a lot of the interviews of like the producers and stuff after mm. the fact, they were very like, Oh, we're not doing CGI because we want people to understand that what they're watching is like we know we the people making it know this is silly. <laughs> and the way you communicate that right, is right. with puppets, not with CGI. Aw, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Harnessing puppet silliness for good. Yeah. Just... I mean, that's that's exactly it, right? It's like, there's if you really go for like CGI snakes, it's going to look silly. If yeah. you try to be serious, people aren't going to really connect to it. Good but for it, them. Yeah, it, like, it, I feel like it gets so silly that it comes around again to being... Like, yeah, grounded and, yeah. <laughs> it feels very childlike of like you're watching a literal puppet show like, no, don't eat Kevin Bacon. No, <laughs> I can get on board with that. I understand, you know, how I'm supposed to feel about that. <laughs> you're always shouting. Enthralled. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he safely gets to the cat loader. Yay. And we rescue everybody that didn't previously get eaten. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some bit of a body count even after the siege starts. Yeah. Yeah, I know I counted it this time, but I think that, like, the population of 14 gets cut in half. Oof. I think is the, the end result. 50% decimation. Yeah, because Rhonda's, Rhonda's not... Oh, just, that's true. She's not a... She's not on the census. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she's from the big city. Yeah. Bixby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and here we get, uh, the survivalists have been making bombs the whole time. Oh, my God. Just so... God they're so happy that their oh skills God. are finally yeah. coming to... Like, what do you do? What do you... What do you, What do we think they do in the town? Like, what are their jobs? Oh, man. Do I they assume, have one? No, I assume that, like, the... That Michael... But Bert... Michael right, right, right. character. I assume he had like a rich father who died and left him everything. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it. yeah, for sure. <laughs> like that that amount of gear costs an incredible amount of money. Yeah, yeah, fair. And to get someone to like come out and build your compound, like the construction crews yeah. that would have to build that oh, compound in the middle. Maybe of nowhere? he's a, a sketchy construction guy. Oh, like, okay, foreman. like a little yeah. like <laughs> little mafia action yeah. going on. So he can retire to Nevada. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, yes, I believe that, 100%. <laughs> and I mean, I, I ranting about, like, obviously these characters, if they were in real life, I would not find them as uh, sympathetic as they are here. Yeah. But it is a thing of, like, ah, Reba McIntyre is so cute in this. She's so good. But it's just, like, ah, oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be so into it. I, Goddamn. <laughs> I feel like it's a good balance between like this is a silly type of person to be, mm. like a silly genre of person. <laughs> but the people themselves are fine. Yeah, they're just they're people. They're just people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is probably to be fair most of that kind oh, of yeah. person is yeah. just like they live in a certain environment of like fear and paranoia and you okay fine the, you dear you're doing what you think makes you feel better this is that that uh i always think of like whenever there's a subset of like a demographic of any kind i'm like oh 90 percent of those people are fine like there's nothing totally. yeah it's always you always hear from the five percent of the worst and the five percent of the best and that's that's it yeah no yeah. that's so true yeah <laughs> so you're like okay well you guys are weird doomsday preppers but like you want the town to yeah go for it like you're helping (laughs) sort of yeah that's true (laughs) yeah (laughs) by making bombs by making bombs and hopping into the cat loader and i love that the our little graboids make a little trap for them yeah (laughs) 
and here's, so good. Here's where you're like, oh, Bert's having the time of his fucking life. Oh. He's out on like the edge of the the trough, whatever you call it, yeah. and just like pointing like George Washington on his boat or whatever. <laughs> He is so happy that this is happening. Like, oh, just so justified, all yeah. of his horning. <laughs> he is having the time of his life. Uh, it works a little bit. It does. I love that the, the creatures are very smart and mm. they learn. And again, it's all internally logical things that they're doing of like, okay, there's a large rumbly thing. It must be heavy. Yeah. They must have eaten horses or like buffalo Buff- or something before, thinking, yeah. right? Like they know what to do with a big clunky animal. Dig a pit. Yeah, a well dug. I was thinking specifically of buffalo because I was like, uh, a yeah, well dug yeah. animal that you kill it by launching it over something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there you huh. go. Yeah. Let me think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So our our team gets trapped on a boulder and I love the, they come to like, okay, well, we'll just make one of them come out and eat a bomb and explode. And it, it feels... <laughs> Very video game logic. <laughs> something about how it's shot feels so funny to me. I don't know what it is exactly, but it just feels so, like... It's suddenly so low stakes of, like, we're all playing a game together as opposed to... Uh... I mean, yes, it feels very, like, ah, oh, ten points. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is, and again, it's not, like... No one's taking a heroic stand and doing an, the unrealistic, like, big shot guy thing. It's just, like... Okay, poke at the sand with this piece of wood until and, it comes out. <laughs> and there's somebody being like, "No, you're not doing it right. I'm yeah. doing it right." Like, it's I love it. 100%. It feels you know it feels like a very Simpsons esque scenario <laughs> to me of like the town coming together to criticize oh, endlessly. Yeah, which they can't is, work together at all. Yeah, and that's my frame through how I view a lot of media, unfortunately, because <laughs> it yeah, was my babysitter growing up. <laughs> it raised me. <laughs> so they blow up one. It's a fantastic explosion. <laughs> And it's good. Got the big mama is left and spits the bomb back at them. Very <laughs> funny scene. So cartoony. This is just a live action cartoon. <laughs> the cartooniest shot too of when the other one explodes and they all have to like dive behind rocks and not get yeah. pelted with graboid meat. Yeah. Meat and phlegm. And again, they bile. smell terrible. Yes. Oh, it must be bile. Yeah. Firmly established. They are getting God. coated in stink. I mean, even, like, the first one they, that they kill by accident, because it accidentally rams into a cement wall, it's, it clearly, like, bashes its head in. Yeah. And even that smells terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine? Rough stuff. You know when they, like, whales wash up on the coast and they have... Well, you don't have to, and you shouldn't, but dynamite gets involved yeah. to clear the corpse? Yeah. This is that. Very much the same thing. I like how you're like, that's the thing that you do when whales come ashore, where they, it's been done like it's five times. It's that you should not you ever should do, do that it. because it never works. I And again, I understand the logic, yes. but my God, think about two steps ahead. Uh, anyway. And they didn't think two steps ahead because mm-hmm. the Graboid fights back with a bomb. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> it throws the bomb back at them. And we get... Uh, the Val making it run itself off a cliff. Another spectacular graboid death. And, yep. And we did it. We're safe in the mountains. <laughs> Woo. Woo. I like that he, this is the one kind of like, oh, for real, thing in the movie where he's like, wait a minute. I was thinking about a stampede earlier yeah, in the movie. What... I'll get it to stampede off this cliff. Like, oh, speaking of buffalo. There you, there go. you go. Yep. yep. Buffalo jump, but for worms. <laughs> <laughs> get some good worm air there. It's so funny, like clearly a maquette just like sailing out into thin air. I love it. It's a great shot. It's good Uh, stuff. Makes me laugh so much. It's fantastic. Ah, Yay, Yay. tremors. No more tremors. Fresh out of tremors. And then so many more tremors. 
and then we never stopped making them. Are the tremors the worms? The the sound and feel of the worms moving, or are the tremors what we're doing to attract the worms? Big thoughts. Deep thoughts. <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, you're meant to be like, ooh, there's tremors. It's a monster. Mm. That, that. Oh, the the seismographs, sure. Yeah. So this is like a Jurassic Park uh, yes. water glass situation. Very okay. Much, yeah. Tremors. Which this came out before Jurassic Park, which is very interesting. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ah. Think about it, won't you? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but it does feel very Jaws. That's another thing is seeing producer interviews where they're like, every studio that we brought it to was like, this isn't Jaws. <laughs> We're not trying to do Jaws. <laughs> We're not. That was I 15 mean, the... years ago. Give it up. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> But the poster does, really. Mm. It's just the Jaws poster, <laughs> which I respect. Yeah. It's got that, like, goofy B-movie feel to it where it's like, we're clearly ripping this off. <laughs> enjoy, yes. enjoy the result. Yeah, this is our take. I think you'll yeah, enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. I think it might go a little <laughs> something, something like this. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I just wanted to mention a little bit about how it came together, because I didn't know much about sure. Ron Odwood. Ron, bleh. Ron Underwood yes, uh, and co. Uh, okay. But he was like going to go to med school and he was in med school for a while. And then okay. he dropped out to go to film school uh, where he minored in anthropology, which oh. is weird. At and film school? Yeah. Well, uh, USC, uh, okay. which has a film school. Okay. And also it's just a full ass university, university. So he okay. just minored in anthropology while he was there. All right. Um, but his, I want to mention his primary career leading up to Tremors and you will love this. He, of course, made educational shorts. Ah, oh, yes! Which we love our journeymen, know how to put a movie together, yep. and I'm going to try to do something creative for the first time, guys. It's yeah. great. Go listen to our Carnival of Souls episode for more of that. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Yeah. So, honestly, some of the most competent fucking filmmaking yeah. comes from people who just had to... You get so much practice, you churn out, like, an educational short every half a day. Yeah, you are given no choice on the budget. It's just... No. This is, this is yeah. your resource. Figure it out. Yeah. Like, finish it. Sometimes it's terrible, but it it's gives you a ton of practice. So he made over a hundred of them. Most of them were educational. <laughs> he did a couple narrative ones okay. uh, at a place called Bar Films, which I had never heard of before. Hmm. But well, this is such a weird reverse of things, I feel like. He moonlighted in Hollywood movie industry. I feel okay. like usually you don't make enough money in Hollywood, so you're like a waiter or whatever. But in this case, he's like, I'm going to take some time out of my... Like, Education, industrial yeah. film job to go and, like, be a PA on some movies. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but his first gigs uh, were as a PA babysitting Gwyneth Paltrow in 1976, uh, <laughs> okay. while her mom, Blythe Danner, was shooting the movie Future World. So, uh, like, okay. he was just on sets all the time. Sure. Through all of his career, pretty much. Uh, and he did some directing for National Geographic because he had that anthropology, anthropology. stuff Anthropology. Um, Dope. That's a really good career choice. Yeah. Okay. He was buddies with uh, S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock because they also worked in the shorts industry. Mm. They were in the U.S. Navy and they did safety films. Oh, yes. Navy. Oh, that's some of my favorites. Just this, <laughs> like the farming industry and uh, safety films. They're so. Talk to. Uh, they're a whole other world. <laughs> they are bananas. They always have like a hook. Yeah. Like sometimes it's literally a little jingle about how you're going to get your arms ripped off by a thresher. Or there's like a cartoon mascot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
A horrifying mascot. Go and Google Coily, the the <laughs> spring mascot, the mascot for the existence of springs. For, yeah, just in case you needed to be sold on springs. They're always like 10 or 15 minutes long. You get five minutes in and then there's a suddenly, this is about this. Like you're given yeah. like a narrative setup of some kind and then it's just like, well, Timmy, did you ever think about what the ballistic missile can do to your enemies? And you're like, what the hell? Wow. I thought this was about camping. Yeah. <laughs> so true there's this crazy flip in the in like a third of the way through my one of my favorites is i think it's a psa about not getting hit by trains and it opens with like oh yes. a pastor describing like the lives of his small town residents and then you know basically the storm clouds gather and like but it was it can all be taken away so quickly i believe the name <laughs> he goes of that- into wrestling announcer mode <laughs> Oh my god, what is the name of that? What am I thinking of? Why don't they look? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the hook that they have. It, it's repeated that why don't they look? If they'd only look, Timmy if might only... be graduating from high school. It's so dark. It's so dark. Oh my god. Oh, it's so. Uh, it's a real window into. Yeah, it yeah. is another world. That's just what I think of every time. Yeah. Uh, but Great. I feel like Those all that guys. narrative stuff there is because it must be so boring. Oh my god. Yes, <laughs> exactly this. You can only churn out. 50 let's save these in a row without going like please let me do something different (laughs) so the origin story of how they started writing this movie was they were standing on a rock one day in the desert and they were just like hey what if we could never get off this rock what (laughs) first of all why were they doing that what was going on (laughs) no i mean why were they standing on a rock in the middle of the desert they were shooting something there and it's just like okay we got like five hours let's go stand on a rock Let's go find the highest rock we can. It's like, it's it's the late 70s or early 80s at that point. It's just like, let's just stand on a rock and smoke. That's, yeah. that's the closest we have to a hobby right now. This is what Val and Earl do for a living yeah. as well. There you go. These but, dudes exist. Yeah. And they're like, if they were standing up there like, what if something was like keeping us from getting down? This is what our little we island. Here? Yeah, yeah. So the, they get into the dehydration talks and all of this and, oh, we could pull vault. Like, that's where it all comes from. Okay, so I'm now I'm picturing like three dudes. Dudes just standing around, like wearing their, you know, radio and having a smoke break or whatever, and just silence. And then one of them turns over and says, How long do you think it would take us to die out here? <laughs> like, it's gotta be that, right? Yeah. It's really like, Hey, you guys ever think about death? Because yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh. All the time. <laughs> Jesus, oh Carl. <laughs> Brent, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, oh, so, based great. on that, they started writing a movie called Land Sharks. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, but then there's, like I said, they're buddies with Ron, and they know Ron, like, did some med school, did anthropology stuff, worked with the National <laughs> Geographic. Okay. He has, like, a lot of zoology stuff that he's picked up. So they come to him and they're like, hey, we want to do this thing. If you were to design a land shark. What what would make it realistic? Oh and my God. he's the one that puts all the, like, biological touches on it. So nice. it's this, Absolutely the way around you got to do yeah, it. This yeah, this well-rounded thing. And then from there, they start writing and building up the rest of the movie. Which is, nice. So there's no part of the monster that's, like designed to fit the plot it's all the other way around exactly which is how i think yes the way that that's what we keep saying this is separated from the the chaff of the monster movies (laughs) to be its own like unique thing that works really well and i think that's the main reason why is you created a real ass thing yeah you coupled it with a real ass place and you throw some real ass people in there (laughs) 
Some ass. real asses. <laughs> I I appreciate that little dose of like intellectualism in yeah. your monster movie. Just a touch. Respect the monster, guys. Yes. Respect the shit out of that monster, and you will have a good monster movie. Exactly. Engage it on its terms. Yeah. <laughs> Sand. Sand. Dirt. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Imagine, like, hey, you worked for National Geographic. Can you design us a land shark, please? <laughs> We've been banding about this idea of a land shark. Also, you ever think about death? <laughs> I assume that's how they, they did the auditions for everyone in the cast. <laughs> Why do you just think about death? How would you react? What would you be willing to do? Shaking Kevin's face <laughs> by his lapels. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So just I just like that setup. It it's just great. feels it's the perfect like organic birth of a thing. Yes. Great. Um, but uh, I mentioned earlier. So. I haven't watched any of the other Tremor stuff. There's a lot of direct-to-video movies. <laughs> yes, There's a TV right. series that it ran for oh, yeah. a full season. Oh, that's, um, right. that's right. Yeah, so I... This is just going to be guesswork on your part, but I'd love to like throw some trivia questions at you to see if you can <laughs> graboid onto the facts. Oh, wop on. Yep, that's the best I could do. My bad. <laughs> that's okay. All right, yeah. So you'll... Okay, so you'll give me some... Yeah. Trivia. Yeah. So, uh, first question: Which of the following was not a setting for a Tremors film? Okay. Uh, I got four options for you here. Okay. None of it territory tundra in Canada. Okay. The ocean floor. Okay. Mexican oil fields, or colonial South Africa. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like Mexican oil fields is not that far afield from like Nevada. You could right. film in Nevada and pretend that it's Mexico. <laughs> I'm going to discard that. Okay. As in, like, that's definitely a one that they shot? You mean? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't see how it would make any sense for them to be on the ocean floor. Okay. Is that, you're locking it in? I guess, but, like, none of it? <laughs> <laughs> Colonial South Africa seems 100% like the Graboids go to New York. Like, you do, you know, you do a different setting. Like, yeah. I think that that's a real one, Graboids too. go international. Yeah. They've got passports. <laughs> um, which face would you take a picture of for a Graboid passport photo? Do you open your mouth? You gotta see all the faces? You need a passport for every individual <laughs> oh, snake no, mask. So snake annoying. tongue thing. Yeah. Otherwise, it's technically smuggling. <laughs> Um, you have any fruit to declare? Well, I got a bunch of snake tongues. No, that's fine. Go ahead. No, that's allowed. <laughs> Are they invasive snake tongues? No, very much. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going to say the ocean floor is not a is not a locale. You're correct. I am correct. You're correct. Yay. So Nunavut Territory is really? from Tremors 6, A Cold Day in Hell. <laughs> Tremors how many and what is the title? Oh, it's not even the most recent movie. <laughs> uh, Mexican Oil Fields uh, is uh, Tremors 2, Aftershocks. Sure. And South Africa is Tremors 5 Bloodlines. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, no, I don't like that, that one. South Africa. Okay. That's fine. Uh, and I will say, like, <laughs> Michael Gross, who plays the character of Bert, is becomes, yes. like, the main character of the whole oh, sure. series over time. But uh, the second one, Aftershocks, uh, stars Fred Ward as the, nice. the main guy. So That feels right. I yeah. feel like we need to explore Val's thing a little more. Earl's uh, thing. Earl's thing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I forgive you. <laughs> Next question. So, Tremors 4, colon, The Legend Begins, is a prequel that takes place in old western times. Yes! Uh, uh, it's before the perfection that uh, we know and love today. Okay. Uh, but the town has a different name. It's more like a settlement. Oh. 
Okay. So which of the following do you think was the town name for Tremors 4? Okay. Colon, the legend begins. <laughs> Inferiority. <laughs> Rejection. Apotheosis. Or approximation. These are all bananas. You're telling me one of <laughs> one these of is real? real? Yep. <laughs> I oh, will say boy. I think that the first question was the easiest one. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> strap get, in. Strap in. Yeah. Oh boy. I think inferiority would be the funniest one. I agree with that. Give me. Give, give them to me again. Inferiority. Okay. Rejection. Okay. Apotheosis. Approximation. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm gonna say rejection just because I think it's. I feel like it must be. That's the logical rejection switch to perfection. into perfection. Yeah, and rejection feels like a very like bitter homesteaders type of a thing <laughs> to name your shitty desert town. Mm. That's what I'm going with. You going with rejection? Yeah. Okay. You were right. Oh, I'm two so for good two. At this. Yes. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't seen everything about Tremors? All of I'm the secretly movies? a Tremors head. <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. So the future installments of the Tremors franchise go on to introduce more monster variants than just the uh, the Graboid. Okay. Uh, we learn things about the Graboid life cycle and all that, so we've got lots of exciting new names for variants. <laughs> oh boy. So I'll which bet. of the following is not a monster variant name from the Tremors franchise? Okay. Snakeoid. <laughs> this is I'm gonna uh, say it then kind of spell it out for you. Monoceros. Take rhinoceros and okay. put mono instead of rhino. Okay. Okay, sure. Mono, Monoceros. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ass Blaster or El Blanco. <laughs> oh, man. Only one of these is not real. Is not real? Yes. Okay. Which I, one is it? Ass Blaster feels like it feels like it comes from that franchise for sure, <laughs> so I'm going to discard that. <laughs> El Blanco definitely feels like the Tremors 2 one if they're working in Mexican El Blanco. <laughs> Like, a, you know, I don't know, you know how fish that live deep underseas, like, they're, they're blind and they have no pigment? Mm, right, yes. Let's, let's say that. <laughs> um, God. <laughs> Sorry, ass blaster yeah, kind of no. wiped my brain. So we've got monoceros. Snakeoid. And snakeoid. Are the two remaining. It, uh, Snakeoid. That feels that feels too on the nose. Like, why would you call it snakeoid if you've already got graboid? You know, yeah. I'm I'm going with snakeoid. Going with snakeoid. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, snakeoid is a real one. Ah, uh, really? Yeah. Ooh. This is the name of the snake tongues for the graboid. In oh. Tremors Five Bloodlines, they can detach and become <laughs> little little snakes on their own. Okay. So they they name them a separate monster there. Oh, that's dumb. Monoceros is of course the uh, scientific name for a unicorn. Single horn. Are you being serious? Yep. Uh, Ass Blaster is the aerial version of, uh, and the final form of the Graboid. It evolves from a Graboid into what's called a Shrieker. Oh boy. Uh, and from that into an Ass Blaster, which, yes, fires flame from its ass while it flies. While it flies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and baby. El Blanco is an albino graboid that nice. appears in Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. Okay. <laughs> and the 2003 TV series. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's one that I just think is incredibly cute. Uh, Alexander Grzynski, the who's the cinematographer for the first Tremors, and producer Ellen Collette of the original Tremors uh, went into this movie hating each other, and they ultimately got married during the movie, or oh. got engaged during the, the movie shoot. Um, uh. What romantic location do you think that they got engaged on? 
of these four following locations on top of the collapsing roofs of perfection, in the station wagon after it was buried, (laughs) on the rocks that our heroes pole vault across, or in the pen of dead goats. Oh, man. Are they? Sh- are you sure they didn't still hate each other? All no, of these are. <laughs> they're like I like an interview uh, from like last year. They're still like happily married with kids. They described their kids as Tremors being the most romantic movie of all time. Oh boy! Because <laughs> they got engaged. Because they yeah. <laughs> For me personally, um, I feel like the rocks. Like it's pretty scenic there, right? Okay. Some good photo opportunities, perhaps. Mm. It's a meaningful point. I feel like that's where Val realizes, like, oh, I kind of like this girl. Like, okay. it's actually, I'm not, you know, a shallow Romance person. is in the air. Yes, it did. <laughs> is it that? It is, you're right. Yeah, nice. The only one that I thought might trip you up is, I feel like this buried station wagon, if they were both in there, would be ever like, well, I hate you, well, I hate yeah. you. And in the end, like, let's marry each other. Smooch, 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 smooch. Oh, that's great. And for my final question for you. What of the following was not a feature or, like, episode premise for the 2003 Tremors TV series? Okay. So one of these is false. Okay, one of these did not happen. Yeah. The other three are, like, episode features, yeah. Okay. One, Christopher Lloyd as Cletus Poffenberger, the creator of the Mixmaster virus that uh, blends human, non-human DNA. Two... El Blanco, the albino graboid, receives U.S. citizenship. Three, the Chicago mob killed one of their own because El Blanco stole the mobster's property and humiliated him. Four, a prehistoric brine shrimp goes on a killing spree on an Obama golf course. One of these is false. Uh, just watching you try to hold it together through each of those details, one of those is false. So this TV series knows what it's doing. (laughs) What you're saying is this is the best TV series of all time. (laughs) I'm sorry, El El Blanco receives American citizenship really ruined me. (laughs) El Blanco is like a main feature of the show. He's just like, he's basically a pet that is kept, okay. kind of, or not a pet, he's more like, he's the one graboid that they're all friends with, because it's all in-universe stuff where there's seven or eight Tremors movies, Okay. and this Wait. is, oh okay. this is like, graboids are just part of the universe now, and El Blanco is like, he's there. Okay, <laughs> and El Blanco is there. Oh my god, oh my god. So me, he's like a free willy, where like, he knows about humans, and he respects that some seems of them. Right. Yeah. So I'll run those down for you again. Oh, please do. Christopher Lloyd as Cletus Poffenberger, creator of the Mixmaster virus. Okay. El Blanco receives U.S. El Blanco, the albino graboid, receives U.S. citizenship. <laughs> this is the, the Chicago mob kills one of their own because El Blanco stole their property and humiliated them. <laughs> or a prehistoric brine shrimp goes on a killing spree on a Nevada golf course. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I left this one to last. Oh I was like, god. this feels like the most insane one. Yeah. God. <laughs> so which do you think is false? I <laughs> I honestly have no idea if you'll be able yeah, to get this. Yeah, this is quite a... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
I'm going to have to give it to the Christopher Lloyd thing is too specific to not be true to me. To not so it has to be true because it has, it has to specific be true. Yeah. yeah. The brine shrimp thing, I feel like that's just a logical continuation of like the spirit of Tremors. Sure. Like yeah. tearing down rich people's precious golf course. Oh my god. So it comes down to citizenship or <sighs> Uh, <laughs> mob involvement. I guess I have to assume the mob one is incorrect because I, 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 I just can't unless it's a literal cartoon. I don't know how you would do that. I'm going the mob one. Okay, U.S. citizen El Blanco. I think that happened because I need that to have happened. I am so sorry to disappoint you. He is not a U.S. citizen. No! The Chicago mob did, in fact, kill one of their own because Al Blanco stole their property and humiliated him. <laughs> so this is like a Baffling. several episode arc okay. where Frank the mobster meets El Blanco. Okay. And, uh, what do you mean by meets? Does El Blanco talk? What's happening this, here? I, no, he's just like, he's a pet. He's, okay, all he's, right. think he's of, just around. Yeah, yeah, he's just around. And okay. he's like, he's not friendly towards humans, but he's just like tame, kind of. Okay, sure. Uh, but the... Uh, Frank the mobster comes down to perfection because another mobster's like, hey, you gotta check out this crazy fucking thing. I guess. Okay. And they meet. Uh, the the friend of the mobster dies and he has a key to like a huge vault full of money that oh. they're gonna like rob in him. Okay. But uh, El Blanco swallows that. Okay. And it's a real like, damn you El Blanco, I'll be back. And yeah. then like a couple episodes later, Frank comes back to try and like explode El Blanco to get the key back. He okay. fails and the like the end of the episode is him going to Chicago and like going into a mob room where they're like we're very disappointed in you and like blame cocking blame. a gun behind him and cut to black kind of thing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, best best television show in the world. <laughs> Never going to top it. Uh, I'm so glad. That's the one. I'm more than any. I'm glad that you can get that one. <laughs> I'm glad that I could write a made up premise that fit that makes sense yeah. to the Oh my god. God. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> what was Christopher Lloyd doing with he this? He was Cletus Poffenberger. I, you keep saying it and it keeps not lodging in my brain. He <laughs> creates the Mixmaster virus, which like scrambles up non-human DNA okay. and it results in like new monsters getting made. So like oh. the brine shrimp is a result of the Mixmaster oh, virus. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like one of those, one of those, I don't know, games, little kids games where there's like three partitions and you can put like a princess wearing a tiara <laughs> on the top half and then like a firefighter on the bottom half. And yes, it feels like yeah, that. Doctor yeah. in the middle. Okay. All the right. Mixmaster virus. Mixmaster. <laughs> he was in like four or five episodes, something like that. Good for him. Yeah. All right. I'm just envisioning Judge Doom. That's all I got. I'm picturing Doc Brown. So. Oh, okay. There you go. A Christopher Lloyd for all seasons. <laughs> a Mixmaster Christopher Lloyd, if you will. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. Thank you for trying to graboid onto those facts. <laughs> uh, so, now that I've made you cry tears oh, boy. of laughter, uh, <laughs> you're picturing a graboid at a U.S. citizenship ceremony. Yeah. Ceremony. 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 I would love to hear your final thoughts on, gra on graboids, on tremors here. Graboids in specific. Yeah. I like Tremors a lot because it is it does not take itself seriously mm. and there's no way for you to take it seriously. It's made of puppets, but it also it doesn't do that thing where you have to spend the movie parsing out 
did they is that a logical inconsistency oh, yeah. or is that a plot point or mm. you know what I mean where the monster movie is just do whatever scariest like <laughs> no it's a dumb blind worm like some <laughs> of it is not scary um yeah I like that a lot and just the the feeling of like constantly ratcheting up the stakes mm. of like oh it is learning and you know you have to get a sense of what it understands and what it knows and like they lay the groundwork really well monster wise for that of just like yep everything the monster has done so far makes total sense and so you can just watch the chaos play <laughs> out you know what i mean yeah yeah like just like you're up against a a a villain uh, that's as smart as you are yeah. is is a fun i enjoy that dynamic so yeah it does yeah. feel like an actual well it's already said jaws but it feels very much like they're trying to inhabit that space of yeah of it's not just a one-sided thing there's like push and pull on it yes yeah. respect nature or else <laughs> and the whole town like I, I enjoy a good town comes together and mm-hmm. they each like you know throw out an idea and they try that and like okay try the next idea and i enjoy those types of vibes i agree and i to the town i feel like the town really has its own identity it doesn't feel just like a stamped on thing yeah sure like you do you do kind of you get a sense of what everybody does Mm. and like you know everyone would go around with like a gas can and fill (laughs) up somebody's tractor if they needed to like yeah just a a group of folks out in the desert doing their best (laughs) perfection perfection yeah i like that i like the i can't believe i'm saying this but like the realistic (laughs) unfolding of like what they try and what what ideas occur to them and like yeah Yeah, i've i know that i've said this to you in a lot of things before but when something is so serious or so self-serious it can often feel like that's that makes the realism of it crumble because nothing is ever that serious. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're never screaming at the TV like, don't, why, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. no one would behave like this. This is for dramatic effect. Yeah. This isn't for realistic. Like, yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. So there you go. Nice. How about you? Uh, the thing that I like a lot about it, uh, I hadn't mentioned before, and I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the crew in this movie were direct worked directly with Roger Corman, who's like a oh. B movie maniac. <laughs> um, yes, he is. But like specifically <laughs> went through the film industry, starting getting their start with him and, nice. and all that. So uh, this feels to me like the best Roger Corman movie that Roger Corman never made. <laughs> yes, um, totally. Where it's yeah, they like they every, all the crew learned all those lessons of how to take the smallest budget and make it work in a believable way make it work in a fun and entertaining way. Yeah. Uh, but they also coupled it with, like, more of more realism than Corbin usually ever got. <laughs> I feel like they also had more resources than he usually got. Yeah, slightly more, um, for sure. So I, I, it's like the new generation of Corman. You hear, like, yeah, new yeah. Hollywood, but this is new Corman. <laughs> new Cormanwood. <laughs> uh, I also yeah. love, there are so few of these that I actually like. But it's uh, the perfect example of the weird western subgenre. Weird westerns. Weird westerns are like Wild Wild West is the perfect example of a bad weird western. <laughs> or like a yeah, too again too self serious for its own good. Like look how cool these people yeah. are. Yeah, and it's not even yeah, it's not even a serious movie. It's still too serious. No, yeah, it wants to be goofy and fun, yeah. but it can't make fun of its characters. Yeah, there's like yeah, so there's not a lot of weird westerns, but this is probably my favorite of them i want to say yeah so it's just it's really nice to like see that come out yeah it's good yeah. love that uh so let's take these lessons we've learned and uh double bill double bill or recommend another movie based on 
yes. our enjoyment of Tremors. <laughs> uh, I would love for you to take us away okay. with that if you'd like to. Well, I will. I I'm gonna cheat and I'm gonna say <laughs> two movies only only for like I want to give a. a honorable mention so I guess. okay yeah throw your honorable right? mention yeah. first and then we'll do the main one my honorable mention here is attack the block from 2011 we've done oh, this sure. on the yes. podcast before uh joe cornish movie um john boyega is a teen in like a london uh south london suburb like a, an apartment housing block that mm. aliens invade so it's got this like creatures shouldn't be here in this mm. milieu and like using what you can use from your environment to fend them off and like you know the you're, power of community yeah exactly like yeah people working together who normally don't and like <laughs> you know and just very solid cool monster design yes. the, the story coming from the monster design instead of it kind of being like assembled to fit the the plot or the dramatic beats or whatever right. um yeah or like like i like that it's just sort of a mid-budget monster movie but we've already done it and we've like already and i feel like if you like tremors obviously you'll like attack the block like it's just a no-brainer for Mm. sure um if you have seen one but not the other one go watch the one you haven't seen absolutely consider this your call to action yes exactly (laughs) but i genuinely think that if you like the idea of like this you know community or whatever is trapped in the desert and like the the environment is hostile to you and you keep trying these things and you know this idea of like being trapped in your environment Mm. and kind of being isolated and you can only rely on yourself and and that kind of thing um this feels like an anti-tremors in a way where it's not fun it's (laughs) you know it's not funny and it's not goofy um, and the community is actively working against the main character instead of all together. Okay. But I, I do think there are, there's something to be said for pairing this with Woman in the Dunes. A, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is a 1964 yes. Japanese movie um, directed by Hiroshima Teshigahara. And it's like very much a, oh, I don't even know what mood you would call it, but a very like alienating, yeah. like... Uh, it's claustrophobic. It's somewhere between like paranoia and melancholy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Where a, a you know a guy is just out for a walk. I think he's being a scientist of some kind, yeah, right? He's a bug he's, scientist. Yeah, yeah. So he's like digging in the sand on the, on the beach, uh, looking for bugs, setting traps, and I think he falls asleep, and then he like misses the last bus that would have taken him. Yeah. And a woman comes along and is like, "Oh, you can rest at my house," and. She's, like, overly insistent that he rest and, like, take the night and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they descend into basically the pit or, like, the the bottom of the cliff. They they go down this ladder to the bottom of a cliff where her house is. And in the morning, like, they're very weird and, like... Her husband obviously has died. Like, there's no man around the house or whatever. (laughs) And it was in the 60s. And in the morning... The he goes outside and he's like, "Great, thanks for the hospitality. Got to be getting back." And the ladder has been pulled up, and he is stranded here. Yeah. And she has she's basically enslaved him. Like he works for her now. But there's this. It's like a whole town setup that has these yes. little slave pits, basically. Yeah, you basically like 
once you go into one of these pits in the desert, you never come out. Yeah. And it's kind of implied that like the whole town is in on this and they've been doing it to multiple people. Mm-hmm. And it's it kind of comes out that like her former, what he thought was husband, was actually just one of the, he, the victim before him, yep. right? And so it's just this like the desert will suck you down mm. into these pits and you have to rely on yourself to get out. And yeah, so it's it's got that same element of like, Oh, you're not safe anywhere. Like at any moment, yeah. you know, the that feeling of have you you know when you've walked on sand dunes and you can feel your like there's nothing under you. It's just that there's so many grains of sand like you could fall into it and disappear. It's yeah. got that very like claustrophobic, like terrifying feel to it. And I feel like he does the the same thing that our team in Tremors goes through, which is just like, okay, that didn't work. Next option. Okay, that didn't work. Yes, next yeah. option. And, and he's then, got this yeah. very logical, like you can, that's something a person would do. If you were in that situation, like assess, see what your tools are, try mm. it. Oh, it didn't work. Try a different angle. You know, try blunt force, try mm. sneaking, try bargaining, you know, yeah. all of these things. So yeah, it's like the reverse of Tremors, but it's got that almost same feel to it where suddenly the environment is your enemy, and the environment yeah. happens to be, like, people who live there. And, uh, like, yeah, that slow encroaching. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's the great. circle tightening, you know, the that's noose tightening. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So if you want to get real serious about it, no puppets in this one. <laughs> there is an antlion. You see an antlion. Oh, that's point. true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> see Just a bug. Overwhelming sense of uh, <laughs> slowly enveloping despair. Hell yeah. But it's really fucking good. It's it so looks great. amazing. Right. Like, you wouldn't... The amount of skill that it takes to shoot, like, a desert at night. Mm. Just uh, some of the coolest looking shit. You will never look at sand the same way again. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm. there's that. That's what I'm going with. That's my insane choice for the day. I love it. Thank you. That's an amazing choice. That's a real, like... Yeah, I'm really glad you went the arty, serious route on it. Because mine is the exact inverse of that. Yay, all right. Before I move on, yeah, that uh, Women in the Dunes is such a, like... If you, uh, it, it might be a little difficult to get into if it's like the first Japanese movie you're watching, but it does feel Maybe, yeah. like uh, it's surprisingly universal. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just, you're trapped. It's just a movie about getting trapped and being like, oh no, the people I thought I could trust, these like normal societal bonds you have of like, I'm a guest, you don't, you know? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what I'm trying to, I found my way to is that it feels like it's almost like a, a I don't know if this term is actually good or not, but like an elevated horror movie where it's like, oh, everything's sure. like Quote really unquote creepy. There's nothing yeah. like scary, scary, but it is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the monster was uh, the removal Man. of societal uh, responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good way of thinking of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Uh, I oh, went yeah. goofy as goddamn hell. So. This is going to be a bizarre spectrum where Tremors is the middle of the road between Women of the Dunes and what I'm going to say. Okay. But I'm, I'm leaning into the Corman-ness of it. Yeah. And I'm going with... Uh, it's not a Corman movie, but it feels like it would have been, should have been. Okay. Uh, and this is a movie I assume nobody listening will have heard of. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with The Beast of Hollow Mountain from 1956. Oh, boy! <laughs> yes! Totally! Totally. Weird Western! Weird Western. That's kind of what what drew me in here. Totally. This is uh, a Mexican movie directed by Ismael Rodriguez and Edward Nasur. uh, (laughs) Released in the US too, but it's like all shot in Mexico. Very, very Mexican landscape. Yes. Um, But it's like, it's a pretty serviceable Western. It's not bad! 
Yeah, yeah like, it's simply goofy as hell. It just feels like one of those, like, they were churning them out in the 50s to capitalize on the success of the genre, and this is just happens yeah. to be one of them. This feels like something that would have come after Godzilla. Like, you know, there are, like telenovela type of mm. like the the main plot is that this woman has to get married to like the rich guy in town and she doesn't want to right yeah. she wants to get married to the cowboy who run who like shows up and rides through town yeah but also a monster is there well it's the, <laughs> like the, a t-rex the first hour is like just land dispute and yeah. relationship <laughs> melodrama where like it's not and, it's, like serviceable. It's, it's yeah. just kind of dull, but it's like one of those Technicolor westerns where it's just like, oh, it looks pretty. It looks neat, yeah. Yeah, there's it's <laughs> the white guy is being a white guy about everything, but like it's it's fine. Yeah. Go on. And then the last 30 minutes is a T-Rex shows up and kills everybody. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the T-Rex is the like encapsulation of the idea of like the small town businessman or the 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 small business versus like the big rich guy the cowboy way of life disappearing like it's just the the most literal interpretation like what if the future was a big monster coming to eat you um oh my god but the the reason i thought of it with tremors though is it's kind of got the same initial setup because it's it's Oh, yeah, it Setting does. up, there's, like, all of the... Like, it's just land disputes and stuff, so, yeah. like, death isn't that weird, but yeah. all of the deaths in Beast of Hollow Mountain are, like, being attributed to, like, oh, it's the other guy, the other landowner killed my guy and stole my yeah. cattle. I'm like, no, a T-Rex ate your cattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's exactly right. Like, this thing of, like, well, it... Your brain doesn't even go to monster. You're like, okay, yeah. what's the logical explanation for yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> but, and then, like, another thing happens. Like, well, it could still be the guy. Yeah. Like, no, it's T-Rex. <laughs> it's a serial killer, right? No, T-Rex. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. A lot of very funny POV shots. And, like, this is from 1956, yeah. so, like, it's a stop-motion dinosaur. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It really does feel like the first hour, you're just like, this is just kind of boring and dull. But the last 30 minutes is so funny. That ramps so, it up so hard. Like it, And it feels like the, the movie hypnotizes you into, like, okay, <laughs> I guess the beast was man or something. Okay. And then... It's, it comes on screen and starts decimating a town, and you're yeah. like, okay. Oh, loud. I see. And it feels like the filmmakers also forgot about everything that came before. Yeah. Like, everything is a loose end. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, for sure. <laughs> they kind of seed, like in Tremors, they seed these deaths for yeah. what, like, you'll, you know, you see a peasant outworking the field, and then he turns around, and it's a POV shot, like, he knows, no, uh, yeah. you know, as it approaches. <laughs> and there are a couple of those, but it's mostly the relationship and land dispute stuff. And then none of that fucking matters <laughs> for the last three minutes. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, marvelous. Yeah. I totally forgot about that movie. Yes, exact same vibes. Yes. Yeah. So I just like, that's a real, watch Tremors for the good movie. Yeah. And then Beast of Hollow Mountain to be like, yeah, I want to watch a... <laughs> to be like, I cannot believe someone made this movie. Good for them. It's simultaneously so bad, but I love it so much. It's honestly fine. It's like a, you know... Stop motion T-Rex notwithstanding. Like, it's it's shot very yeah. competently, yeah. and, like, the like, costumes are really cool. And, it is, uh, when yeah. I say Technicolor, it is, like, yeah. the, it's so vibrantly yep. shot. It looks very cool. Yeah. It's just such a wild movie. You're getting two movies in one, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> so watch this with Tremors and get three movies. Three movies in one. Nice. Yeah, it's a short Western, a Tremors movie, and a short about a T-Rex. Yeah. That's what we're getting. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Great choice. 
Thank you so much. And great choice on you also. Thank you so much. So our spectrum this week goes from the Beast of Fallen Mountain to... Stop motion T-Rex to (laughs) Japanese art film. Uh, Thank you, Tremors. Fantastic. With Attack the Block just tucked in there. Yeah. It's just a bonus. Wonderful. Well, I think that will do us for this week. Uh, Go out into the world and picture other things that you wish had U.S. citizenship. Picture LeBlanco getting U.S. citizenship. It's just, I got (laughs) that idea in my mind. Yeah, and it's just so, it will delight me for weeks. Uh, Me too. Thank you for bringing that into the world. (laughs) Uh, You can find us at GartbidgePod on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I will repeat the cry I make every week of please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps get the word out. And we need more people to know about El Blanco, just generally. We do, yes. Bring that love into your life. (laughs) (laughs) Let El Blanco into your heart. Mm. Uh, And uh, you can find me at Dick R. Navis on Twitter. Aaron, where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter as well at Macklebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. And I hope that you will come and join us next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all. We killed it. We killed it. Fuck you! <laughs>